You wanted the best. You've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're going to a great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Oh, my gosh. Another podcast. Anyway, guys, we certainly appreciate being here. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button. Also, go to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you can follow the Chris Voss Show accounts, Chris Voss, and all that good stuff over there. We've got a really good friend that I brought in. He's a podcaster. He's super, super funny, and he's also uh, really intelligent. One of the brightest guys and funniest guys I've met, the funniest guy I met on uh, Clubhouse. And so we'll be talking a little bit about the Clubhouse app afterwards. But he's uh, co-wrote with me, co-founded, co-conspirator on clubhouse in a lot of rooms that uh, I found and, and then uh, he comes on and we just uh, make people roll in the aisles for most of the hour. Welcome to the show, Kevin Williams. How are you doing, Kevin? Oh, first of all, that apology. I mean, that apology, <laughs> that introduction was absolutely amazing. So thank you very, very much for that. I am doing great. It's my very first time on the show. There you go. Welcome. Welcome. Hopefully there'll be more to those who can't see Kevin, you can follow him at Clubhouse. He looks like a rainbow puking gnome that his uh, avatar is. Is that correct, Kevin? Yes, that is correct. So, Kevin, let's start out by giving us your dot-coms, maybe your handles. All right. So, all right. My podcast, I actually co-host a two podcasts. One is an in-depth television review and entertainment news podcast. We also do interviews, and it is called TV Channeling. You can check it out on tvchanneling.com. And the other is a recap of the week in pop culture, news, and entertainment. And that show is called Last Weekly. And we have a good time every week. You can find us. Go to lastweekly.com or just search for Last Weekly on your favorite podcast app. The same thing with TV channeling. Go to tvchanneling.com or just search for TV channeling on your favorite podcast app. There you go. I like how he just wraps that right up like a radio guy. Did you do radio in the past? What's funny, you you said something about that on Clubhouse, and I didn't. But I was obsessed with radio as a kid, so much so that I would actually call to request music and end up talking to the DJs into the wee small hours because I am a night person. I think a lot like you because some of your rooms are just like rocking the late night away. Mm -hmm. And so I would call to request songs and some of the DJs were having difficulty staying up. So they would talk to me, a, a legit kid. When I say a kid, I mean like in i would be talking to djs at two o'clock in the morning helping them stay awake through the rest of their shift yeah but the problem was you were calling catholic priest shows <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the dangers that's one of the dangers they would play all the hits hallelujah yeah, <laughs> yeah. all bend my over, favorite songs bend over and grab your ankles the uh, that's an awful picture why did i do that anyway so that's cool man you you have a radio uh snap to you so you got the how long have you been podcasting with your two podcasts all right well it's an it's in the official podcast i've actually kind of technically done three and we can go into that if you'd like but the, the <laughs> yeah so the first official podcast was tv channeling and we actually recorded the very first two episodes of that show the day after the 2016 election Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> I was kind of in a state and we recorded those two. That was the first two shows of that. And then for last weekly, we started that show. We did our first test show in, I'd say, 2017, I think 2017, uh, December 2017. And then we started in earnest, I believe, in 2018. There you go. I'm getting that right. I might be off. But anyway, I started technically when i say technical podcast is it started from anchor i was on anchor back when it was a a social audio app initially it was 
kind of like the sold as audio Twitter. In fact, mm-hmm. I was looking at a review on CNET or looking up a review of a new phone or something. And I saw a headline for an article that said, is Anchor, the Anchor app, the new uh, audio Twitter? I didn't even go read the article. I immediately downloaded the app and like, what the hell is this? And absolutely was obsessed. I took to it like a duck to water, like a burrito to a microwave. I was like, yes, let's do this. And it was super fun. And then they killed it. They're all like, we're changing it to something completely different. And they had a radio model because they were, at the time, the obsession was Instagram stories. So they had a 24-hour model where your content would go after 24 hours. And so I publicly railed against the machine. And then I became a part of the machine. And I was putting out content every day new content to keep my station up and fresh and got addicted. There you go. So are you st- are the two podcasts still on? Uh, no, the TV channeling was never on anchor. TV channeling okay. was, has always been through Podbean, and the last weekly is through anchor. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Oh, I just want to say the original, if, if anybody's curious about the original old stuff and is kind of crazy, kind of wacky, it's under no Malone radio. Hence no the Malone no. Radio. I'm going to go back and listen to that stuff. And then it's I'm gonna pretty weird you. stuff. So. Then I'm going to blackmail you. Something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going re- to reissue it under Kevin Williams to the gnome reissued. <laughs> oh, I remastered, the- remastered oh, yeah. reissued. Wow. The sound quality will be vastly improved then. I'm looking forward to hearing that. <laughs> I, I actually, when I first heard of Anchor FM, I thought, well, this is pretty cool. This is the way I can promote the Chris Voss show. And so I went on there. And I think I recorded some stuff, and I'm like, this is really cool. I can record a podcast with my phone. And then it was like, I called the Chris Voss Show, and I'm like, I, I wasn't sure if it would be like a Clubhouse where I could have an account on there, right? And then they go, and then, and then, hey, you want to link this to Apple? And I'm like, whoa, hey, whoa, no, man, there's already one Chris Voss Show. Can't be doing that. So uh, I was like, uh, we got to delete this shit. Yeah, you needed to basically just slightly rebrand it because that's what happened to us uh, with TV channeling. We were doing TV channeling through, of course, Podbean, and we were doing live things because one of the cool things about Anchor, especially at that time, is you had a lot of engagement, a lot of live engagement where people could call in and respond, and there's lots of back and forth with uh, the listeners, which I absolutely loved. And so... We were going and doing after live after shows there, but then it was all of a sudden appearing conflicting with the other TV channeling. So I just renamed it TV channeling reruns, oh. and this is the, to differentiate the two. That's pretty brilliant, actually, because you could re, re re rerun your old shit. It, that's think- exactly what we did. I've been thinking about doing something like that with the Chris Voss show, maybe on like off days when my schedule falls apart or I don't have somebody pulling one from the back and pulling it forward. In fact, you know what? I think I saw somebody, and what they do is they use Throwback Thursday to pull back old things. And so you won't, you don't get a, like a new episode on the podcast on Thursday. You get a rerun from back in the day, and then they use that to retread. I remember a lot, a lot of people have talked about how they retread their material, and I, I try and retread the material. In fact, when I opened Reststream and they came on as a sponsor for the show for a few episodes this month, I, I was like, I need to go back through all the old episodes and retread them through Reststream, do the whole live punch out stuff and so i tried to pick some of the best shows but that's a really good idea actually well what's what's great about you being able to do this is because of the kind of people that you interview other than like me when you're viewing, uh, interviewing you? other people <laughs> i'm kevin williams the co-host oh. of tv channeling but anyway but when you interview lots of authors when they have a new book out, it'd be cool to put out the interview from the other book they had out or something. Whenever somebody's back in the news for some other reason, they've been arrested, they've been indicted or something. Then you just dust off that old interview and push it out when their name's back in the news. I need to take all the names of the people who've been on the Chris Voss show and then put them into a Google alert for uh, with their name plus arrest. So when exactly, like- and so then you can basically push that episode out again, and yeah, everybody wins. Well, I guess they don't win if they've been indicted, but That's you problem, win, man. so it That's works out. You know, I've actually been doing that a little bit. We did that with uh, Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan's book, Plug for Them, Trump on Trial. We did that for Peter Strzok's book, Com- Compromised, when when 
I can't remember what it was that re-triggered, compromised. Oh, I think it was when he pardoned uh, Michael Flynn, who Peter Strzok had been the one to interview him directly. He was the interview guy that, that interviewed Michael, and Michael lied. Michael Flynn lied and, and then was supposed to go to jail. So when Michael Flynn was pardoned, we we, we drug out Peter's thing and re, retread that. We did that recently with the second... <laughs> We did that recently with the second impeachment trial. I'm starting to forget what's gone on the last four years, which is probably good. I'm trying to I'm, forget it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm like, I'm like, never mind. So, so anyway, I wrote Kevin Sullivan on on LinkedIn, who wrote the book Trump on Trial, and I wrote him and I said, hey, we just rebranded the book and. Not rebranded, but re retreaded the book for the second Trump on trial. I said, since you guys wrote the first one, you're probably going to do the second one. So I've got a title for you: Trump on Trial Part Coup. Oh, all right. You know, instead was, of see, I was actually going to give a serious title like Double Jeopardy, but okay, but yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I'll, I do that part coup. Yeah, yeah. Instead of part do part coup, and he laughed. He thought it was funny. He was real nice. Part coup, electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> But the same ending, two different movies, same ending. Exact, yeah, exact same ending. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day that you know part of of being in charge of a cult means never having to say you're responsible. Exactly, exactly. I, I'm up here in Utah. We got the warm and cold, man. They don't, they're not responsible for anything, especially in them damn kids. I was in the store the other night, and these kids are running around, and just like, just hey, man, can you? Get the kid away from me is scaring me. There's this, it's just amazing. It's, look, if you can't, don't have more kids than you can corral and control. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> my thinking, but there's that. So anyway, I, I, kids are, kids are fun for other people, I guess. So let's get back to your podcast. So you've been doing it for quite a long time. You've, you guys are probably just funny as crap over there, right? And oh my we, God. Well, one thing I will say when we talk on Clubhouse, a lot of people are asking for tips on podcasting. And the tip I first give people is well, first of all, get yourself a professor and have them be your co host and have them be completely different from you, see the world completely different from you, but at the same time, be your TV twin, which is what she dubbed us. And we. Just so much is about chemistry, and I don't understand what kind of weird magic happened when we found each other because we actually found each other via anchor. We she was she would do these media scope brief things, and I responded to one of the stories that she was doing, and we had a back and forth exchange that kind of got not heated but pretty intense, and people were commenting on the exchange, and so she messaged me immediately on Twitter, like Twitter, saying. We need to do something. And I'm like, all right. So we brainstormed and came up with the TV channeling thing. And I have not looked back. I've absolutely enjoyed working with somebody who is so much fun. And she doesn't laugh at all my jokes, which people feel like, oh, well, that's part of the chemistry. That she doesn't think everything you say is funny. And I'm like, well, I think it's wrong. But yes, it is a key component to our chemistry. I laugh at all your jokes, Kevin. I, th I always think you're funny. Oh, but that's why I, but that's, there is no there is no room you can put up that I will not wander into yeah, eventually. Yeah. But that's why we don't share a podcast. We don't have any simpatico because I'm not the opposite of whatever her thing is. Yeah, no, anyway, she, she again, she, uh, uh, yeah, she is a she is a uh, media professor, and oh. I learned po my podcasting on the streets. There so. you go. <laughs> You're a street savvy hip. Yeah. So what do you guys talk about on the show? What's the TV channeling? Seems kind of indicative but to give us some more insight okay well we actually we do really in-depth television reviews where we go in just we're both such nerds we both love tv it would be kind of an insult to our parents to say we were raised by tv but tv was definitely our nanny mm -hmm. and so we we go we go we have, we go back far with television in fact when we to introduce ourselves to our listeners because I remember thinking, like, well, how, why would anybody listen to us and our thoughts on TV? Let's basically put out our TV resume. So our first episode was our top five favorite shows of all time. Mm. And since that seemed too highbrow, our second episode was our, 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 what was it called? Guilty Pleasures. Our top five TV guilty pleasures. And mm. the, what speaks to the chemistry, I feel, of the show is I was – really digging deep and giving real answers of like things that I'm embarrassed that I have enjoyed watching. Whereas my co-host 
there's a part of the show where she's one of her guilty pleasures is a show about some kid where the kid basically it's a it's a show about a kid who's uh right loves music and she writes songs i'm like wait a minute i just confess to watching dating naked and your confession is that you watch a show about a kid who loves music you got tricked into that one, but I got absolutely. She's like, well, that you, that's you who just revealed that. That's not about me. Oh, yes, it is. That is not a guilty pleasure. It's <laughs> not, not gonna, a guilty pleasure. It's so. not going to tell your deep, darkest secret that she likes watching Archie Bunker or something. It's yeah. So, I, yeah, I absolutely do that. So we, we, we do on all kinds <laughs> of things. One of the things we do, we do top five lists and we've had some crazy top five lists we have and we have a lot of guests. And so we did. We had two different actors. One is from the show Botch. Oh, Bosch. Bosch, Bosch. One of the actors is from the show Bosch. And he, we had him on and we did top five TV characters you would not want to be quarantined with. Mm. That show was an absolute blast. And so then we got such a great response from that episode. I thought, well, how can we do it again? And we loved the chemistry with the two guests we had was so amazing. How can we repeat it? So I said, well, we could do top five characters we'd want to be quarantined with, but wouldn't it just be people we want to have sex with? And then everybody was like, no, Kevin, that's just you. Like, All <laughs> right, well, let's do the episode. And so... Uh, <laughs> so uh, so we ended up doing it and had even more fun the second time around. That's pretty cool. The guy from Bosch, he wasn't the police commissioner dude, was he? I The actor's name is... Andre Lyons, I think he has this. He has this crazy voice. I can't. Re- I'm. Maybe. I feel really. I should have mentioned it without having like his stats right in front of me because I'm really bad about Why names. Do you come prepare for the show, Kevin. For Jesus Christ, I know. I feel really bad about this, and so people should punish me by uh, liking uh, and subscribing to my podcast. That'll show me. That'll teach me. There you go. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same guy. There's there's a guy who's on Bosch, who's the police commissioner, and he has this voice that's Zavala on Destiny, the game, the video game. And I've played Destiny since 2014. So the first time I was watching Bosch, and I, and I heard the voice, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's Zavala from Destiny. <laughs> it's like really, and it's really weird because his face is different than Zavala's, and you're used to seeing the Zavala character in the game. And yeah, him, and the, the voice like, is coming out of a different face. You're just like having a meltdown. Bosch is a fun show, though. We had, who is the author that we had? We had the guy who wrote uh, a lot of the early Bosch stuff, or at least he converted it because it, it comes from What's-His-Face's books. And it was, uh, I believe it was Daniel Pine, I think. Daniel Pine, he wrote a book called Water Memory, a thriller by Daniel Pine. If I recall rightly, let me cue this and hopefully I don't get audio. Okay, that, and that as, was you, him. As, as you say that, I can basically say the actor's name is actually Antonio David Lyons. And also the other act, actress we had on on that episode is Michelle Miller. So I'm mm. sorry. They are, they are amazing. Their IMDb pages are like insane. So you guys are great. I am just bad with remembering names. No problem. I'm the same way. I I think of people's. I, I I go off of people's avatars and their faces. I'm a face guy. I forget a lot of names, Bob. So what else do we need to know about your incredible podcast? Do do you, do you, do you basically review TV yeah, shows actually, where you're like a new one comes out and you're like uh, thumbs up? You guys are like well, what we are those? Were those two movie guys, the thumbs up? Exactly. Roger Ebert and G. Oh, my God. I grew up with them. Absolutely admired them so much. And so basically it is kind of that flavor. We we actually talk talk about news, about what's going on in the entertainment world and our thoughts on it. And we go into way too much, you know, detail and pick things apart. And we do get some like people aren't always happy. I actually got uh, a producer of a television show came for me on Twitter, which the funny thing is, I know I was supposed to feel bad about it but i was like oh my god i can't believe the producer of the kids are all right is attacking me viciously on twitter oh, and he serious? sent and he sent his like his fans after me oh, i mean wow. he literally sent the fans after me and what was so amazing was it's i feel like i'm a good person because i was super zen because like i did not send all people that are fans of actual funny comedies after him because those people are legion compared to his fans but i didn't i was classy about the whole thing and it was was like right at the thanksgiving holiday and i was like actually oh my god what are you most thankful for the fact that this producer came for me and the funny thing is 
he, he actually produced one of the things that one of the shows we raked over the coals the hardest was a show called Imaginary Mary. And the amazing thing is he didn't even know about that review. And he attacked me for something I said about the show. The kids are all right. And just anyway, it was amazing. So yeah, we, we, we do in-depth reviews of actual shows and it took us a while to get traction, to actually get like media credentials because now we actually get screeners ahead of time. So we can actually digest something and then talk about it after a while, as opposed to talking about it the day after it aired or something, which is amazing now. So you guys are getting screeners, huh? We're getting screeners now, which is a game changer. But the funny thing about the screener thing that I didn't understand, which is, I guess this is probably how people who do like recap stories. I used to always wonder, how do they like knock this out so quickly? Because we get emails all the time saying, hey, screeners are available for Law & Order SVU. I'm like, that show's been on for 20 something years. Who's Who's reviewing that? We review new shows. <laughs> so, but we did come up with a new segment because we're like, okay, how can we find a way to talk about something that's been out for a while? So I came up with this concept of hype worthy, where Tachi and I discuss a show that's gotten tons and tons of hype, tons and tons of attention, and say, did this show actually deserve all the accolades it's been getting? And we pick it apart. There you go. That's really funny. I I guess you're you're finally made now that you've pissed off a Hollywood producer. That, well, honestly, huh? that's how I felt when it happened. I was like I was like brushing away a tear, like I was a beauty pageant contestant who just won. Like, oh my god! Finally got validated. <laughs> I got validated with hatred and vitriol. Yeah. So here's there's a list of people that you need to. You need to go uh, pick a fight with just so you can add to this list and, and validate yourself even more. You need to, let's see, I, let me, I'm pulling up a list here. Justin Bieber. You need to get in a fight with Justin Bieber. <laughs> Evidently. Alec Baldwin. You've got to get in a fight with Alec Baldwin. You're, you're just not going to be legitimate until oh you get in God. some sort of okay. altercation. I, I, you know what? The next Alec time Baldwin. he has a new, t- a new show, then I will, will definitely yeah. go after him. Just, just go tell him this character on SNL of Trump was shit. And oh my! Okay, are we going to go there? Because I did not like his Trump at all. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. After a while, I get used to it. But, but yeah, I, I didn't either. And um, to me, honestly, it was such a crutch that they would not get uh, uh, the cast members are supposed to be well rounded. When they have to go outside of the actual cast to do these figures, they're going to have to do all the time. It just feels you're not you're not casting your show right, Lauren Mark Michaels. Why yeah. is it you don't have somebody on staff who can do Trump? Why why don't you have an actress who can do what's her name of the vice president whose name mm-hmm. is this? So Kamala Harris. It just seems crazy that you have to reach into outside the show to get people to do this. It just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, and the the other person you need to get you need to get in a fight with that's uh, famous for that is who is who's Sean Penn? You need to get in a fight with Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, honestly. Everybody gets in a fight with Sean Penn. It's very easy to get into a fight with Sean Penn. But just to be clear, so <laughs> I want to mislead people. We don't go after people just to go after them. Sure, but we, yeah. our, our reviews are honest. And we love we love TV. When we love stuff, we <laughs> love it up. It literally, I, I might have to reach for, like, lotion. That's how much some, some of these shows I love. But wait, what? What kind of shows are you watching? Is it an OnlyFans <laughs> channel? Are you reviewing OnlyFans shows? Okay, let's just keep on it over let's keep it moving. But anyway, <laughs> you just said there was lube involved. You're either but, on YouPorn TV or you're on OnlyFans. What's going on there, bud? Well, anyway, I have I have a colorful past. See, this should, this should be your third podcast that you can expand into. Well, anyway, if, if I don't, should I go there with this on this my first solo I mean, interview? I don't. To my know, to my knowledge, there is no rating service or rating Siskel and Ebert for OnlyFans. It's time that moment has come and presented itself. Well, I, th- I think that I think the rating system is money or no money, isn't it? If you're like when you're making money, you're doing yeah, well. It, if you're not making money, you're not. I think it's dollar up, dollar down, one dollar, two dollars, three dollar, four dollar, five dollar. So that's what I've heard from you about that. I have never actually personally visited that site, but I've, I've just I've just heard things about it. You've had a lot of good things to say about it, which is really interesting. It's a favorite. It's my favorite thing to go to because for a while there, like it was in the news, and like some gals like making a million dollars a day or a month or some shit on it, and while they're like. During the beginning of the coronavirus, like every woman I know is like joining it. They're like, We're broke, we're out of a job, only fans. Ah. And it just became like a thing. Like, 
like clubhouses and you're like, do I need to go over there and join? Cause everyone's joining there. Like suddenly everyone I know had a club or an only fans account. And I'm just like, do I, do I have FOMO? Yeah. Your fear of missing out on, and then, uh, <laughs> on stripping for a stranger. Yeah, and then <laughs> somebody said the, they were putting their podcasts over there and I'm like, way, way, woo, woo. Yeah. Woo. yeah there's I people need, using it for podcasts. I need yeah. deets on how you do a, a, a fan only podcast. I don't podcast. know. I don't know. But I heard about it, and I was like, fuck, do I got to go open the Chris Foss show thing over there? Here, let's, let's, let's pull this up. Only fans podcast. Podcasters on OnlyFans. Influencer trends. This is in July 30th, <laughs> 2020. And this is a blog on OnlyFans. And oh, so they, are they interviewing the the women that are doing the best or something? Let's see. Legion of Skanks, Tuesdays with Stories. Evidently, there's a couple people that are, are... They basically have a blog post here that's saying, podcasters, come to OnlyFans. And you can basically charge people for podcasts. Well, you, yeah, know what, you know, that's, that, to be fair, honestly, I guess I, I made the assumption from what I've heard that OnlyFans was just about people taking off their clothes and inserting things for money. And so... How would you I, know that? I guess never been there. I, I'd heard that from you. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I learned it from you, like, Dan. You'd never heard OnlyFans before me. We'll give a plug out to these guys. Tuesdays with Stories is a weekly podcast hosted by New York comedians Mark Normand and Joe List. As the name suggests, every Tuesday they share an amusing story from their colorful lives and discuss current events, sometimes bringing in additional comedian friends from New York stand-up scene. They do this show exclusively, exclusively on OnlyFans. So you can go on OnlyFans and meet a really nice person that you might be attracted to. I think that covers the whole basis. Yeah. And, and uh, while you're doing that, while you're watching them dance on a server pole, you could be catching your podcast updates. <laughs> wow. Well, no, I can't think of any, of oh, any, any sentence that's more sex positive than Legion of Skanks. Legion of Skanks. That's what it's called. <laughs> Another creation of a New York stand, stand piece. I wonder if these guys are getting paid for this. Can you imagine if this turned into like a thing site? We're all on there like Apple, only it's a, only fans. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if they I wonder if they actually do stuff to actually get a little bit more money from the listeners. What are they what are they wearing as they're recording? Is I have questions. I don't know. That's the pictures they show that they're just like dudes. And and they're they're just trying to do whatever. Is there a what's the only what's the other Pornhub site? Isn't that the big site? I don't know. I, I haven't heard of it exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Pornhub for podcasts. <laughs> This is what we're doing, man. We're just turning this show into a... I know. It's it's taking a dangerous turn. It's like, uh, while I'm doing this, can you check your Grinder account, see if there's a thing for podcasts on there? <laughs> what the uh, hell is this? Poor podcast porn videos. Watch podcast porn videos for free on Pornhub. I'm not going to click that. Well, what's probably going to happen? Well, I guess what you could probably would that site would actually lend itself to is how YouTube is littered with like reaction videos where people mm -hmm. are watching the latest Marvel trailer and commenting on it. Can you imagine as guys are actually on fans only watching? I don't know. Somebody enter the champagne room <laughs> and then <laughs> doing a quote unquote blow by blow description. Of uh, the events that are uh -huh. taking place. Yeah. You just gave me an idea for a show. But there actually is something called the Pornhub Podcast. Why am I not getting paid for this? Like a sponsorship? The Pornhub Podcast with Asa Akira Podcast. So there's actually somebody doing there's actually somebody doing a, a podcast on Pornhub. So see, it's everywhere. And she's a author poet. She's a fucking poet, goddammit. <laughs> And recipient. <laughs> Take that, Maya Angelou's ghost. I got to read this bio. The Pornhub podcast with Asa Kira. You can find her on, on, on Pornhub. Join the author, poet, and recipient of two penises in her butt at the same time. That's actually the bio. That's in the bio? Yeah. Google wow. Her mom must be so proud.
Well, I don't have a joke. For that. <laughs> I, I actually do have a joke for that, but I'm not. I'm just going to leave that one. That one's going to be put in the little, in the little quiet box and moved to the side. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can you can make your own mom jokes with that one. <laughs> but but yeah. Wow, man. Who knew? Clearly, we're underserving. Yeah, I feel really bad that that is that is one of the platforms that no none of my shows are on on fans only. But that that I may have to rectify that. You may have to rectify something, rectify something. So <laughs> let's try and let's try and turn the ship, turn the ship. I mean, you've done that before for me. Whenever things get weird, yes, when it gets it goes off too far off course. Try, try and turn the ship back to where it was. So anything more we need to know about your guys' podcast? What you do? It sounds okay, like you so got there's some celebrities and stuff on there. That's well, fun. yeah, we've had some really interesting people on. We had the mom from Family Matters who was shot. I was absolutely her, her name is Joe Marie Payton, and I was shocked at the career she's had and the people that she's been in contact with and her career has touched. So it's kind of amazing some people that you don't really have any idea how how deep that water is until you start interviewing them. And we interviewed this guy, Troy DeVault, who is one of the producers of the original producers of The Real World, a, re- a producer of The Bachelor, producer of Basketball Wives, Dancing with the Stars. And that interview was so much fun. We had him back. But the after, just us talking, he gave even more dirt. And it was just, for someone like me who loves like behind-the-scenes machinations and about why somebody leaves the show, and I love all that kind of stuff, and he gave so much so much nice. my heart was full after that interview there you go there you go was there lube involved in that one no, there was no lube involved in that I, I do want to give some love to last weekly as well because last weekly we really go into everything because the problem was honestly i love tv channeling so much talking about the world of entertainment but as honestly as our country got crazier and crazier i got frustrated about the fact that There was no way I tried to find creative ways to get stories about other things that were bothering me into under the umbrella of TV channeling, but it was like getting really hard. And I thought I need another outlet because one of the things that I got from anchor was when you have people that kind of can, that feel the way you feel or, or an outlet to kind of vent. And the, the day after Trump's election, Having the having people to talk to and having people that I could hear and vent with and understood the gravity of what was just happening, that was amazing. And so I kind of wanted to give that in a bigger scale by doing a podcast like Last Weekly where you could, I feel like I could be more of who I am because believe me, I like to have fun. I love to laugh. But there's also serious things happening in the world that when people use that term woke, what's so crazy to me about the term woke is like, how can you still be asleep with everything that's happening around you? You can't, you can't still be asleep. You, everybody needs to be woke. So, or at least to a certain extent, I know how hard you're hitting the snooze button to sleep through what's been going on in our country for the last four years. But anyway, so I created last weekly to be able to talk about anything. And so what we kind of do is we go through the week in pop culture, news, and entertainment, and whatever is most passionate uh, the co-host and I feel, we go in on those subjects and talk about them. And I'm really proud of some of the shows we have put out as far as we that got real. I'm proud of all of them, but like your kids, but I do have some kids that are better than the other kids. And our George Floyd episode, I'm so proud of that. And uh, what my co-host, the, when we came together and what we talked about in that episode, just really moved me and a lot of people i got such good feedback about that episode that's pretty awesome dude george floyd eh? the i would watch that show i would on wow. onlyfans.com <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I, I look forward to you uh, uh, uh giving uh, us some giving us some coins yeah they well you have something there's lube. It's funny as you <clears throat> you were mentioning earlier about the people who do those reaction videos. Has anyone ever done like a porn reaction video? Where that's you, what you, I was talking. That's what I was saying. That's you, that's okay. what I's saying. That's right. exactly what I th- I would assume they'd be doing there. And he's th- okay, he's thrusting in now. And I oh wait, he's going back out. Is, he, is that oh, no? He's going back in. He's going back in. One <laughs> hundred year old grandma watches 
two girls in a cup for the first time. One of the things that the biggest the biggest show this past year was Bridgerton. And because of COVID, families were stuck at get together at home. And I don't know if you've heard of Bridgerton or know anything about it, but that show has a lot of thrusting. And all Oh, I is this think- the one that made the news? It's kind of like semi porn it's like 50 shades of gray kind of yes and so it was it was amazing to me how many families were watching like people were the whole family gathered together at christmas because it dropped on christmas day watching this i just i needed to be a fly on the wall (laughs) If, if anybody okay there was something that one of the most brilliant things i ever saw on youtube was when game of thrones had the red wedding episode People who read the books knew it was coming. So they basically were filming their friends and relatives who were just fans of the TV show and their reaction to it. I need people to put up reactions of what grandma and and your mom and and the grandkids all gathered around the TV um, (laughs) watching all the Bridgerton thrusting. I need those videos. I need there that to happen that's, quickly. That's something you can put on OnlyFans.com. I can just see a hundred-year-old grandma. She's watching that show for the first time. She's oh my god, oh dear. <laughs> but what's funny? That's one thing that whenever they like a commercial does a, like an old quote unquote old person, as if it's always like the same kind of old person. It's always like the grandma from oh god the cartoon, uh, Tweety Bird and Sylvester and Granny. That kind of. But grandma now was like at Woodstock. Yeah. Know, dancing topless so I, I think that she'll be able to handle a little bit of thrusting i mean on tv yep. on yeah. tv i can see the three-year-old kid going in mommy what's thrusting <laughs> you know that reminds me of the time that on their podcast, i was like i think i was like 17 or 18 and my girlfriend and i would write each other in 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 high school love letters back and forth and stuff and my mom who's mormon found one and and she waited until I was in the car with her. So there was like no escape. No getaway. There's no getaway where you're like, hey, I think I'm going to answer that phone over there. I think something's cooking in the oven or something. And so I'm sitting there in the car. She's driving me somewhere. So she has total control of everything. And she goes, so what's getting laid mean? Oh, like, my God. I was like, where did you hear that? She goes, I found one here letters to your girlfriend oh shit my mom's voice sounds nothing like that by the way I, I don't know oh. that. <laughs> her voice is her voice is being replaced to protect the innocent clearly yeah you should be a vo- you should uh, be a voice actor that was amazing the transformation yeah yeah i i really felt it i just embodied it and i yeah, you delivered right, right you here, delivered i was right transported it was a, it was a grammy fucking moment <laughs> and i changed her name too i didn't I used a different mom, not oh, my mom. Oh, okay. So that protect the innocent. And you got to have that disclosure in the movie where it's the names have been changed, like Dragnet did in the story. <clears throat> so it wasn't, I, when I said mom, I was referring to a fictitious Someone else's mom. mom, yeah. Not my mom, per se. But it's, never mind. So let's talk a little bit about Clubhouse as we round out the show. What do you think about Clubhouse? What's the future? Is there a future? And all that good shit or uh, what? Well, I think that there's definitely a future in what Clubhouse is giving. The question is, does that future include Clubhouse? Because there's Twitter Spaces is on the horizon. Facebook has, is it called Hearth or Fireside or something like that? So there's, they're definitely going to be copycats. The question is, will they be able to take down the juggernaut that is clubhouse and i absolutely think that's possible depending on what they offer in fact i just filled out my application to be a beta tester for clubhouse for uh a beta tester for twitter spaces so if they basically do what clubhouse does and gives you give you the ability to record in app Mm. i will be vapor i will be there in a heartbeat making episodes of last weekly and tv channeling I, I I don't know, man. Twitter's such a dead fucking zone. It's it's really it's just the ass end of the world. It's still a clown car. I don't know how I feel about all that stuff. They're trying to do all this copycat stuff. It's they've waited too long, and everyone's beating them to market with so many different ideas, and now they're playing catch up. It's like when LinkedIn still doesn't have live video, but they came up with that sad story copy shit. It's like seriously, you're yeah, but, okay. But you know what? The, but the, here's the here's the opening that that that's been left for them. A there is the record feature, but bigger than that is 
Clubhouse is only available for people that have iOS. Still. Still. And so more than half the world, I'm an iOS person. You'll take my Apple products from my cold, dead hands. But the rest no of the world is No one's going to take your Apple products from your cold, dead hands, buddy. No one wants them. <laughs> anyway, no, but other people around the, uh, around the world don't feel that way. And so if 25% if, of the world. And so if, if, so if Twitter spaces comes out of the gate quickly and they have, mm. and it's available for, to everyone and they already have Twitter, I think they could basically get some real traction pretty quickly. Mm. Maybe I heard they were going to try doing communities and groups too, and try and copy face. It's just too late. They've already jumped the shark. Twitter was dying before Donald Trump became president. I predict it's going to slowly wither away a little bit. I don't know that it'll fully die. It's always it's always going to be good for news, but that's really what Twitter is for news, and it's it's just so fucking toxic and trolls. It's just total. Trolls! Thank God, Clubhouse hasn't gotten there yet. Although I seem there seem to be a fucking screaming Karens running around now. They're causing problems. But yeah, the I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I have a good friend, Julie Albright, who's really smart. She wrote a book. I think she nailed it in the head the other day. She said, she said Clubhouse is a lockdown app. I think that was like the perfect description. We're seeing now that the landscape of, of Clubhouse is changing where I used to go in and it would be like 10, 12 rooms. And I was in like 50 groups. And there would just be these five power groups, that rooms that were filled with shit. And now when I go in, especially over the last week or two, there's 100 rooms. And it's just people doing, it's just people doing 10 to 20, 20 to 60 people, you know, kind of like we always do, where it's just a nice serendipitous room. There's a little bit going on and, and, but everyone's talking, getting to know each other. And some people are hanging out. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know, hanging out at the pool or, or hall or the bar, I guess, technically. Well, I've never actually. I don't really get what people get out of those really big rooms. I've gone into some of the really big rooms with the really big people, and I just feel like, what am I getting from this that I wouldn't get from watching an interview anywhere else with this person other than the fact that I'm here? The idea that I might get chosen to to ask a question is, I guess, appealing, but not when the room has, say, 5,000 people. The odds, I guess it's one in 5,000 that you'll get picked, but for the most part, a lot of times they're not even taking questions or they're, or they're taking questions where you actually send the questions via Instagram and then they read the question. So mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't get what people get out of it. I like the smaller rooms because you can actually interact. If you're there to actually interact with people and have conversations, I was in a room with you where we were talking with somebody that was in India, someone that was in like Barcelona, someone who was in Australia. All at the same time, and you're and you're in the middle of the country. I'm on the West Coast. That is what the world is a smaller place when you use something like an app like Clubhouse. I absolutely love that. And I don't know what's going to happen with Clubhouse as far as they can't even get their act together with the amount of servers they have. There's so many technical issues where you can't even get into rooms. And so that's why I feel like the door is open for Twitter or for Facebook or somebody to get in there and do it better. Maybe Facebook, not Twitter. Twitter's always been a clown car that crashes success. It's one of the most poorly run companies, I think, ever. Jack needs to move on, let somebody who's a professional run that thing who's not sitting around in some island somewhere sucking coconut water or whatever he's doing cucumber water that's his thing and 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 doing i don't know whatever people do with buddha or whatever the hell he's up to he always looks like he always looks like a homeless guy and i'm not knocking homeless people but but yeah he looks like a homeless outfitter outfitted him i think i think facebook would be the one people who might be able to pull it off but i don't know you got to get the marketers to come first there's I, I, I do a lot of events and shows when, when we're not in a pandemic. So South by Southwest, CES, NAB show, Cedia. There's lots of different shows that I do. And when you do those shows, there's always the speaker gallery or areas. And uh, like Southwest, there's like a whole wing of the, I think it's the second floor. And you can you can go wander around to which ones you like. You can wander in the room, see who's on the dais. If you like it and wander to the next one next door. And and that's basically what those big rooms are. They're like they're like people who want to learn some stuff. And there's really good people on most of the dais. I 
I, they're they're all pretty legit. I've doubled. I've had people ring me up and be like, they they ring me up and they go, "Are you sure so and so is a millionaire?" I'm like, well, "Why don't you Google them?" But the way I'm hearing they're talking and they're professional and and I've run successful businesses, I'm not hearing any weird vibe from them that I'm just like, "What?" I think the weirdest thing I ever heard, but this is from someone who came up on stage. This wasn't from a moderator or runner of a room, but somebody came up on stage and they're like, what's your millionaire secret, Mr. Pop on stage person? And she's like, she's like the way to successful business guaranteed is you got to pick the right colors on your business card and logo. <laughs> like, wow. wow. All these years of, Sweat equity, blood, sweat, and tears of creating businesses, trying to make a fucking profit and shit. And I just had to pick the right goddamn colors. What do I know? But you hear something, something like that, and they go, honey, you've never built a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it, you can take a dump on the cards. It's not going to fucking matter. It's, it's Well, as far as the idea of it being a pandemic app, I think the pandemic is absolutely the key to its growth at just lightning speed but i don't think it's gonna go away because even after the pandemic i think the 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 in, the instantaneous gratification anytime you can have a room with people from all around the world anytime i think it's going to be a paired kind of thing where people are going to have events like south by southwest i think clubhouse will be a part of it or some clubhouse like thing will be a part of just something that's always going on. It's going to always be a part of it. I don't think it's going to completely be replaced because you can't, everybody isn't going to be able to fly everywhere for every event. And so by being able to have these virtual gatherings, there's something about that instantaneous, there's something about that late nightness too, that kind of feeling of intimacy and yet publicness at the same time. Those two things are two great tastes that taste great together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it'll it'll see, but yeah, but it's definitely there's so many rooms. Like today, actually, the last few days, I've been going in and hopping just in the small rooms, saying hello, picking up some followers, hop to the next one. I'm just like a little whore, hopping rooms and stuff, seeing what's interesting, getting people to see me, getting me to see them, and it's kind of fun actually because you're just like it's kind of like just opening doors. You ever seen those movies or TV shows where there's like a hallway of doors? Yes, and you can go wander into each one and say something different. But I will say, maybe it's just me. I have not. It's just you, actually. I have not had. I've not gone into a lot of rooms that, to me, were run well, where they Mm. were entertaining to listen to for any length of time. Unless some of them. A lot of them aren't meant to be entertaining. They're informative and kind of a lot of real serious business stuff. So I, I kind of. I find them good, but when I do come on stage or they ask me to speak, I try and funny it up and liven up the room. Yeah, I don't know. I need some entertainment value. I need someone who's going to keep it moving. So even if mm-hmm. it's a serious subject, when someone is struggling or whatever to make their point or whatever to be like, all right, you know what? Why don't you refine that point and we'll come back to you and let's go on to somebody else. Keep the room moving. I don't know if it's because of my love of radio, that the dead air, when there is a room and there's just these long awkward silences, I just feel like, okay, somebody get in there and get control of this room. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think every room is different. They have like little different formats. They have like different feels to them, different vibes, stuff, different vibes. And so it really just comes down to that vibe. And ours is always goofing off and having fun and being stupid, telling jokes and stuff. So it just depends on what the vibe is. But you know, you just kind of go with your mood. Sometimes my mood is let's go with uh, something really fun. Sometimes you you want to hear some serious stuff, but I like the big rooms that are that are business uh, and stuff like that, business personal and stuff. I, I like those. That's definitely fun for me. So, anything more you want to plug about Clubhouse? Other than basically, yeah, you can follow me, Kevin Williams. Look for look for the gnome and that having a little bit of an issue and throwing up a rainbow, and <laughs> and I'd love to interact with you. The so. rainbow puking gnome. I love that gnome. No, dude, you're you're so funny. You're like one of you're the seriously the funniest person, the smartest guy. Anytime we get in a jam on the dais, you're like, I'm like, throw it to Kevin, man. That that question goes to him, or it goes it goes weird. I think I can. Can I can I tell this story? I think I can tell this story. Wait, does this does this involve Eric Everhart? 
No, but Eric, okay, then Eric's ahead. been on the show, and, and I was actually on one of his daises today. And and so Eric's really funny. Eric, for those of you in the background, you can see the show. He's got a book. We did a show with Eric Everhard. He's a he's one of the top porn stars, retired now, 20 years. But he has a book. He has a professional coaching series. He's like a professional coach, only with your dick. So I'm going to have to send him that joke. So today, him and Rachel Starr, I think it is, and a few other people from the industry, real professional, are running a professional room over there, but they're talking about sex and what people like, and of course, they've got books and products they're pitching, or not, they're not pitching, but you know, you provide value, people. So they ask everybody, they go, I, I, I think the question that was going around the room was, in the bedroom with your lover, are you a little bit more passive? Or are you kind of animalistic, aggressive? And they came around to me and I was like, well, I just recently became a vegan, so I'm not animalistic in bed. I'm <laughs> veganistic in bed. So usually when I have my lover in bed, I'm usually throwing around on a bunch of kale, uh, broccoli, and uh, tofu. Okay, I thought, I thought, there was, I thought was, we were getting to a cucumber or zucchini joke, but all right. You know, I, 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 left, I left the best part of that joke off, didn't I? Exactly. When I go, when I start writing comedy, Kevin, I'm taking you with me. Oh my God! Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be a dangerous duo. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun. In fact, they were going around the room and they they said, "What's the what's your favorite thing to do when you're in the bedroom, or what what's your what's your position or something, something like that? Like, what position do you like to do in the bedroom?" And and they went around the room and they go, "So what's your what's your favorite thing to?" doing the bedroom or position chris i'm like alone <laughs> oh my god okay this will kind of fit in i i used to write an advice column a long time ago and somebody wrote to me a question about being in a three-way relationship mm -hmm. and so i said i don't know if i'm the right person to ask this question to because when it comes to finding a soulmate i'm still at the bachelor's level but when it comes to a lot of time studying i have mastered that whole Bayesian thing so yeah probation I have mastered that whole Bayesian thing. The whole Bayesian thing. So, so yeah. I see putting those two together, you cut yes. the face, then you got a joke. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to draw that out for people. So you take the master <laughs> part. This is like English. Remember how you would put the little slashes through yes. the thing so that you would know? So that's how it works. That was funny. It was deep, thick. And uh, <laughs> didn't even mean to start. I, that I like way. my I like way. my entendres doubled. Exactly or tripled if there's if there's a third twin. So anything more as we go out, Kevin? This well, has again, been fun. I, I have had so much fun. I I enjoy your show. I'm actually a a longtime listener, first time guest, and hope <laughs> to be a guest again. I want to I want to be. Your what's her name on the D list? What's her name? Oh, Kathy Griffin. Where basically, when anybody like drops out at the last minute, all of a sudden it's and Kathy Griffin's here because somebody else dropped out. So yeah, when it, when people drop, when all those authors on the bestseller list drop off, when they leave you alone, that you give me a call and I will be here in a hurry. Yeah, I mean we can do that. You got to show up with the pink freaky weird hair and the yeah well i'll, the I'll whole... work on that yeah it's apparently uh puking a, a rainbow isn't enough for you anymore all right it's not but if I you're gonna it. if you're gonna channel the the kathy griffin you gotta bring the fucking crazy man oh well i, I meant channeling her as in just being available because that's what she oh. does that that's how she gets oh. on so many uh, talk shows is just she's there when some guest backs out so i was willing yeah. to do that i don't know if i'm willing to change hair colors except but, for um, except for cnn now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah all right so i guess i will end it the way you're supposed to end it with all so many plugs so again the the, the podcast are tv channeling it's a tv in-depth television review and entertainment podcast search for us uh on your favorite podcast app or go directly to tvchanneling.com the same is true for last weekly we cover the news uh the week in uh entertainment and news and pop culture Look for us, search, go to lastweekly.com or search for us on your favorite podcast app. And also you can follow us on social media, Twitter and on uh, Instagram. We are at Last Weekly and at TV Channeling. 
Check him out, guys. I've spent a lot of hours with Kevin in, in uh, Clubhouse. He's funny as heck, and he's whipping freaking sharp. Like, when I go dull, it's like, just tag team Kevin. Bring Kevin in. Um, so, awesome sauce. Anyway, guys, thanks to Kevin for coming on the show and spending some time with us. We certainly appreciate this. Is, this is probably one of the funnest episodes I've done in a while. <laughs> I know I had fun. It's probably going to get banned because we've had so many... <laughs> YouTube. Well, you you like, can find us on 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 uh, OnlyFans if we get back. Uh, I was just gonna say YouTube's gonna be like you. You mentioned OnlyFans way too many times. Demonetized. Demonetized. <laughs> you know what's funny is they tried to demonetize Eric Everhart's uh, appearance in the Chris Foss show and his book. Well, they anything with swear words, the F word, too many times gets demonetized or limited. They call it. Which basically means you know, no one's seeing your shit in search. But I fought with them and argued with them about it, and they they relented. They so backed down. I guess they. I don't know why they backed down. I've argued with them quite a bit about stuff. I'm like, you guys really have a double standard. Like this isn't. I'll go find the video that's just like mine, and I'll be like, that video is worse. What the hell? And they'll be like, oh, you got a point there. Have they given you an actual? Is there an actual number? Because please share it. I need to hear this. You just when you're fighting with them over the. No, I'm saying, is there an actual number of? Do they say, okay, you can have this many per half hour? They don't tell you that. They're just like, this is whatever they decide. It's just super arbitrary, and that's comforting. Yeah, it's really messed up. They they actually tell you that you need to upload your video and let it cook for two or three hours without publishing it, so that their little ad machine can go through and be like. He said the F word too many times. And then and then you can appeal it and it goes to some dude who's in a room somewhere who hates his life and he's living on Big Macs or something and uh, some incel somewhere or something. I don't, I don't know where it goes. And, and then you hope that he will approve it. And I was actually having a problem where... Uh, a couple of the people like the Trump on trial book. They denied the they denied the monetization on it, and I'm like, this clearly was a Trumper who looked at this. Now, do they get, like do it. they tell you why when they when they send you like no, okay, it's demonetized no. because what was they, they, what they give those you like a general say? they give you like a general thing. They're like, oh, this is just not good for advertisers. So with the Trump on trial thing, and I think there was something else. I fought the hell. I, I got on my studio line with YouTube and I was like, what the fuck? And and then I showed him how this book is just the same as that one. It's on the impeachment. You you let this one go, that one go. This is the Washington Post. The authors came on. They were the co-editors of the Washington Post, Mary Jordan and, and Mr. Williams. These guys are reputable people. I'm the one swearing on the show. They're like being professional and i'm like come on man and so they actually pulled the gimme they went back and looked at it. i'm like you guys got to fix this crap because some guy who just doesn't like somebody politically they can't be doing this stuff that's bs um, now do they give you one last question do they give you the ability to let's say that they have a problem with it and so can you edit out can you bleep out yeah if the, you want the curse words and then it's good is is that what the, the argument was you could you could go you could take down the video and, and go cut it up and then resubmit it i think you could like i think there's an editing feature you go cut it up but it would it's just monstrously arduous and if you swear a lot, but yeah, I've had some videos where I've gone on rants. I, I tried doing years ago a rant series where I would get on every day and rant about whatever there was to rant about. There was a couple of them that were funny. <clears throat> the funniest one was the first one I did, and it killed. And people were like, you got to do more. I was like, okay. And then after that, they were just weren't as funny. But I did this thing that I really didn't intend to be funny, but I, I, went, I was in a Vegas Walmart, like in the middle of the night, so it's like two or three a.m. No one, no one's around, and I'm trying to buy shampoo. Now I'm a guy. I'm I'm already greasy enough. Like I don't need an oily shampoo. I just need sham fucking poo. And I'm a guy, and I'm used to buying shampoo. And I I can't use conditioner shampoo because it it really screws up my hair. So it has to be just plain shampoo. That's all I want. I don't want smells. I don't want oils. I don't want <laughs> butterflies. I don't want fucking blueberries. I just want shampoo. I don't want to smell like anything when I'm done. I don't want to be walking around going, did I make out with a Sergey whatever? Like, what's going on here? 
I don't remember being on Grinder. I thought that was Kevin's thing. And uh, so <sighs> my, my first and last appearance on the Chris Vosh show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, do you want to give out your handle? Anyway, callbacks. So I did this whole bit and I videotaped it on Facebook Live. And it didn't, I, I didn't really have a bit in my head. I was just like, where the fuck is the goddamn just plain shampoo? And I showed the whole aisle that they have of all the shampoos. And I'm pulling shit off the aisle. And it's, oh, here's the pot. Clean your hair because you smoke too much pot shampoo here's the fucking blueberry shampoo here's the plum shampoo here's the fucking strawberry what the fuck it's like a whole goddamn it's like a whole goddamn fruit thing in the aisle in the fucking produce aisle and i'm like filming all over and i'm like i cannot find fucking just fucking shampoo and so i'm just going on like that and finally i'm i'm like going down the whole thing i'm like what the hell is this for there's like moisturizing non-moisturizing shampoo like what what the fuck is that i'm just breaking down all these stupid shampoos that are on the market which and i'm like looking at the back i'm like this this one pretty much has the same ingredients as that one i i think that these are all the same shampoos they're just putting different labels different fragrance that's different yeah, fragrances that's put, a, put a little fragrant in there and, and stuff and, and there you go and so finally at the bottom I find just plain shampoo. And it's like just one brand. It's like Patone or something like that. And I'm like, thank God, plain shampoo. Anyway, it's funny as shit. People loved it. They killed over it. And they're like, you need to do more of those. So I tried to do this rant series. And I don't know. It didn't work. But I, I would do a lot of F-bombs in it. And YouTube would go, nope, not happening. <clears throat> so that's a hell of a way to wrap the end of the show. It took a turn. It took a turn. It always anyway, does. yeah, no no uh shampoo sponsorships for you. Yeah, that's I've clearly run off the the head and shoulders crowd. So there you go. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Kevin for being here. You got his plugs. Uh go see mine at Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and it seems like I'm forgetting something. That's about it. And go see Clubhouse. Clubhouse with Kevin. Hang out. If you see the two of us in a room, you should go in there and stay in there because it's going to be goddamn funny. And that's the truth. Anyway, guys, uh, stay safe. Wear your mask, and we'll see you next time.